thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you're tuned to the Guard Frequency, because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 223 of the Best Damn Space Sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, August 3rd, and made available for download on Tuesday, August 7th, over at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Lennon. I'm Tony. And I'm Jeff. And there's nothing wrong here, Tony's just running... Running our live stream, right, Lennon? That's right, Jeff. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or on Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up. Tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come over and join us at 10.30 p.m. Central, of course, as we record Guard Frequency Live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Do you want to come and help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Well, right now we're looking for a replacement audio engineer to help us bring you the show you love each week. Absolutely no experience is necessary as we will train you in absolutely everything you need to know. All that you need is an ear for good radio, a spare hour or two each week. If this sounds interesting or you want to know more, just drop us an email, tweet or comment on this show's post. And if audio editing's not your thing, you can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week on week, we hope you'll consider joining them, because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What do we have in store this week, Lennon? Well, in this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, and Descent Underground. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. And after that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, Face Enemies, Weapons Fires, and all the dreaded role of the Natural One. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the Flight Deck. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Descent Underground gets ready to take off or go down, depending on how you look at it. In their latest Kickstarter update, Elite developer Frontier has announced that Jurassic World has turned a million years. Well, copies old. And celebrated by building a new headquarters. They cut a ribbon and everything. And Chris Roberts sent around one from the chairman. One letter, four pages, 100% controversy. All right, so let's start with the fun stuff here. The Senate Underground, uh, as everyone probably knows if you're listening to the show for a long time, uh, uh, Eric Wingman Peterson uh, helms this project and has uh, 
gone through a roller coaster, a simple, simply a roller coaster of ups and downs and twists and turns. They had a Kickstarter that barely made it to their goal, just barely at the last minute. And then they had a lot of development. And then they ran out of money, but still were chugging along the best they could. And then they went to Bright Locker, which was a sort of quasi-Steam-ish mm. thing kind of deal. And they like chugged along a little bit more. And then they got a publisher. And like they've, they've got enough money to like sort of drag themselves over the finish line. And the finish line is in sight. They've 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 they've, uh, they've uh, sent out a Kickstarter update, which uh, I am opening up here. Read earlier, they are uh, going to leave the announcement of the announcement to the publisher, but they wanted to pre-announce the pre-announcement to their Kickstarter backers, and they promised to release it simultaneously. I think on Xbox One, PlayStation Four, PC, Mac, and Linux. I mean, unless you're talking about Android and iOS, I don't think there's any more platforms out there. Right, Jeff? That's right. I don't know. You could go Atari 600, you know. I was teeing him up for a Windows phone. I was teeing him up for oh. a Windows phone reference. And he just, wow, and, this and, is and, all uh, the throwbacks tonight, isn't it? This yeah, is... yeah. This is all the throwbacks. I'm, not, I'm leaving no throwback unturned. That's right. So, But yeah, Windows phone apparently will not be supported. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm, it's exciting, I think. Uh, they're going to have uh, a full story single player campaign. Uh, progression tre- tech trees, all the usual business there. Uh, plus multiplayer co-op uh, with survival modes, uh, then upgrades, ship customization, and tons of replayability. Uh, basically, end quote. I'm just reading from their announcement. So uh, congratulations to the guys at uh, Descent Underground. Uh, looking forward to the release. It looks like they've got balancing, localization yet to go, and maybe some voice acting needs to go. And they this is exciting. Some actors you just might recognize. Hmm. hmm. Do we know who that is? I have a guess, or I Go have on. what I, I I have who I want it to be. Oh, okay. I want it. That's to, I want it to be maniac. That, I ha- I want it to be oh, maniac. I want okay. it to be Biff Tannen. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I want yeah, it to yeah. be uh, what Tom. I uh, can't remember his last name now. I, I know the guy that you mean though, um, yeah. because Biff Tannen is enough. But um, yeah, I want that guy. I wouldn't mind Bruce Campbell. Tom Wilson. Oh, Bruce Campbell, that could be fun, too. Ooh, Tom Wilson. Yeah? Yes, uh, Tom Wilson was Biff, Tannen, and Maniac. Uh, I would like Bruce Campbell. Groovy Bruce, I could do. I could, that could be cool, too. That would uh, be really cool. But I don't know what his schedule is like. But it seems like Tom Wilson is, is like, he's gettable, right? Like, remember, they only kickstarted for 600 grand, right? So let's, no, no offense to Mr. Wilson, who I found to be, to I find to be a, just a, 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 a smashing actor. I, I've enjoyed his work. Measurably, measurably, but uh, but I think that he's a good get. I think he'd be a good get for uh, for this uh, for this crowd. Yeah. It's not like they've got millions of dollars that they can go and get, say, Gary Oldman and Mark Hamill and you know. Yeah, uh, who are those guys? I'm not familiar. With, I'm not familiar. B listers, no. C listers. Yeah. Sounds like that's what it sounds like to me. Okay, all right. Well, so uh, congratulations to those guys, and uh, looking forward to seeing that come to fruition in the near future. Next up is Elite Dangerous. Uh, so they haven't, they didn't do a lot this week. To tell you the truth, I'm going to be brutally honest with you guys here. I didn't even read their little uh, newsletter this week. What? No, I did not. Because uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to read it right here live in front of everybody here. I've just, I've just now just opened up my email. So there's <laughs> PAX West. They're going to PAX West in like a month. So that's not even news yet. Uh, they're doing live stream things. They're selling more stuff in the store, uh, and the fuel rats are up to their usual shenanigans. 
and then there's some community goals. So, I mean, just it's business as usual. Yeah, mm. pretty standard, really. Um, and so, the, I mean, it's just... Uh, but one thing that was interesting is that they now have three huge titles, two of them based on their own IP, one licensed, all in the same engine. Mm-hmm. Planet Coaster and Jurassic World. I'm not going to call them copies of each other. I'm not going to call them clones. Mm. But they're related. Well, Jurassic World, you probably should call it a clone because isn't that the whole premise well, I, of Jurassic World? I <laughs> suppose that's true. That's a good point. That is a good point. They, they'd probably take it as a compliment if I called it a clone, a successful mm. clone yeah. of, uh, of of their uh, planet coaster. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's it, they are they are doing their own thing, publishing, developing from A to Z, as I think they call it in in Britain. No, oh, yes, uh, yes, A, A, to, A to Z. Z. Uh, so, uh, so they've got their own big fancy building now. Uh, a, a trio. I, th- I think Planet Coaster broke a million too. So a, nice. a trio of million-selling games, uh, to my knowledge, and uh, they are uh, doing rather well for themselves. So mm. good on you. Um, one thing in that article that uh, I did want to point out is that uh, he's teasing a little bit in his usual way, Mister Braben of uh, great things coming for Elite uh, in a past the beyond series of updates uh, with absolutely zero specifics, you know, as usual. Uh, so, great. And they're talking a little bit about teasing Q4 things at Gamescom, and they haven't said if they're going to do anything at PAX uh, to sort of, like, you know, uh, say what's coming on uh, on Ford. If they have another elite or frontier con whatever it was they did last year in october i would suspect they're going to tease the next series of updates then but that won't be till october or november so uh if we want news we're going to have to keep hoping david braben slips a little extra tequila into his afternoon tea and uh, get sloppy with on these interviews one day i'm not holding my breath yeah, so far he's been pretty tight-lipped about everything when it comes to future, like, the far-off future stuff. Unless it's been, on, obviously, on a traditional, like, roadmap style. But, yeah, that's, um, you don't tend to find him spoiling a lot. Well, that that's the huge difference between between Elite and that other game, Star Citizen. Yeah, that other game. <laughs> What's that one? Yeah, yeah uh, that one. You know, uh, may, mainly because Elite's published and out and is a real game, but... But their their scope of their of what they let people know is totally different. Two different philosophies, two different uh, models, yeah, approaches, yeah. models. I find that my disappointment with uh, Elite comes at the moment of release or shortly thereafter. So like they they don't they don't hype up their releases like they tell you what's coming in in broad terms and give you their idea and they're doing the roadmap or not the roadmaps the uh, the focused feedback. So we're, you're kind of I mean, you know where they're going with it when they make those announcements, and then they tweak it a little bit based on feedback, and then there's a beta period, and then there's uh, uh, some minor adjustments, and then when it's released, no one's really happy. It's the it's the ultimate in compromise, right? It's like, eh, you didn't really satisfy the PvPers, you didn't really satisfy the PvEers, you're not satisfying the solo players, not satisfying the people with factions. Everybody's a little bit unhappy but everyone keeps showing up. So it's like, it's like I, 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 I hesitate be really enthusiastic and say, well, you're doing something right, but yeah. you, you are, but uh, like, yeah, I guess I've, I've got to be honest though, talking, you know, of my own people here, that attitude of just like, 
uh, it's just so prevalent in British culture. Like, I think this is just part of it. It's just the whole sort of not really impressed with anything, don't want to show too much emotion. Like, as a beautiful example in this uh, press release where they're like, so you've got this fantastic new building. Tell us about the facilities. David went, well... We've got a canteen. And it's like, like of all the things you could have said, like, we've got a kitchen. It's, it's so true. Because they've got, uh, yeah, you know what? I love this. I love this thread because they've got pictures in this article. And uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. And, and Jeff, if you haven't seen it, look, you should go look. It's like a legit, really nice modern office building, right? It's, it's got like a three-story tall atrium in the middle. This is this like foyer that's very impressive. I mean, a high-end law firm, a high-end engineering firm. I mean, this is, this is, yeah, you walk in there, and this this company means business, right? And if the CEO walks out in front of the big reception desk in this three story tall atrium, you're like, "This is a guy. This is the captain of this ship. This is, you know, this. Yes, sir. This is like, you know, mm-hmm. real." And, and and everyone in the picture is just like, "Yeah, hi." You know, they're all wearing shirt sleeves and shorts, and they're just like, "Mm-hmm, yeah, how you doing?" And there's like, and there's this big social area for the for the people, and the, like everyone's just got this like <sighs> face on. It's just it. Every, there's like there is zero. It's just Britain. Electricity. I mean, I, there's just there's nothing there. No one's laughing. No one's smiling. But everyone seems fairly happy, content. Yeah. You know. You know. It's very understated. Let's put it that. That's that's a good way to put. It. It's very understated. Yeah. Uh, but congratulations to those guys. Uh, uh, I, it is nice to have the whole family right there, and uh, the family will apparently be growing because they they're anticipating adding another. I think the article said sixty to eighty headcount. Yeah. So they're gonna they'll probably break four hundred uh, there. Multiple titles that they're working on that they are hush hush about. They said they're working on a couple of pr- early projects. Um, I think one, he said, I, if I remember right from the article, he said one is kind of getting close to announcement stage, but they're not there yet. Uh, so it it's interesting to me to see them taking on a mix of their own IP and licensed stuff. Um, if yeah. I had to guess, I'd say maybe the next one's going to be licensed because then it would be even to internal to external. That's true. So, speaking of having the whole family in one location, when do you think we're going to be able, from Elite Dangerous, to land on a planet of dinosaurs? Oh, like any oh, day. Oh, 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 oh. Like any day now. That's yeah, if that yeah. if that project is not in development, that needs to start right now. That needs to that needs to happen immediately. I mean, it's all, they said it's all the world. same engine. Jurassic Dangerous. Jurassic Dangerous. This mm. is yeah, yeah. I like that. Jurassic Dangerous. That's a free one, Frontier. Speaking of uh, speaking of dangerous, Jeff, is this the point where we just kind of sit back and let Tony talk for a bit? Well, we'll let him talk for a bit, but we we got to keep the reins on, you know, just in case he gets right. a little too too expanded I, there. Just I, restrain I, him. I do want, hang, hang on, hang on, Tony. Okay, okay. okay. Chill, okay. chill. So sorry, Jeff. Talk more about these reins. What do we do? We kind of like just you know. Yeah, just keep a keep a nice you know kind of. Uh, loose grip or or steady grip, but let, let him give sure. him a little slack. Pull okay. back and when he's when he gets uh, running wild. So kind of kind of like a horse, yeah. This is how yeah, we got to do like with this. A, yeah. I'll get the trank gun, right, Tony? Go. <laughs> <laughs> so between the reins and the and the tranquilizer darts, uh, I, I do want to try to I do want to keep this kind of a roundtable type discussion. So as I mentioned earlier uh, in the show, we had a uh, a letter from the chairman today. Uh, it's only four pages long uh, and covers uh, only roughly, base, in, in generic terms, roughly three topics, uh, which all of which uh, have me just in a tizzy. Just in a tizzy, 
as, well, uh, oh, as one might expect. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. there's the ranks. <laughs> there's the word tizzy apparently is a is a problem. Okay, all right, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, so uh, a couple some moving parts here. Um, this week uh, there was a we're going to take the letter a little out of order. There was an announcement of a change to the UEC cap, the United Earth credits, uh, the in-game currency. Prior to a few days ago or a week ago or so, the total amount of UEC that you could have on your account was capped at 150000 Reason being is because the game's not out yet and there's nothing to buy. So, but you could, uh, and you could only buy a, a maximum of 25,000 UEC per day. So you could basically make six purchases of the maximum and you'd be done. You'd have all the ready cash you could have until, theoretically, the launch of the game. At which point you would be earning UEC, UEC from um, in-game activities, uh, and as well as maybe purchasing them on the website. That cap was probably going to be lifted at that point because... You play the game a lot, earn a lot of money, earn a lot of credits, save up for big ships, you need larger limits. You could borrow a page from Star Trek Online. If you have a free account or you're not paying a subscription, you're capped at this lower level. If you throw a little coin RSI's way, you get a much higher cap. So, I mean, lots of possibilities there. They just threw the cap away this week. And rage and controversy came out after that. The, the, I'm going to start with the word pay to win. I'm going to start there. And that's where I'm going to open it up and shut that's up for a second. That's a bold place to start. Yeah. Well, I thought that was kind of... Like I said, don't we're going to take the, Don't be giving the head yet. You well, know, like, you like I said, I, loose. I, I want to make it a discussion, so I'm going to shut up here now. And I'm going to I'm gonna go around the table, go around the table, and I'm going to start with with Jeff. How would you define just a generic definition of pay to win? Uh, well, it, it's easily defined. You actually pay money to buy better, uh, better gear. Or, or more skills, or something that gives you an advantage over another player. Okay, so pay pay for advantage. Pay to advantage. Right. Okay, right. all right. Pay to All advantage. right, that's... I like this definition. Lennon, how, how would you... What do you think? Yeah, um, probably similar, but I'd probably... Rather than saying pay for advantage, it's pay to make something trivial. So whether that is a gear grind, or whether that's getting the latest ship, it's not necessarily an advantage, I wouldn't have said, but making it so that something that you do is trivial okay so some uh there the difference between someone having to spend a great deal of time or have a lot of skill at something and uh being able to complete it with a lower amount of skill or in much less time the difference between those things is cash yeah okay all right the word advantage i may have some connotations in it like uh, something that's good for me is automatically bad for you. Like uh, having advantage might right. seem that's why to I was some trivial. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I think we're all, we're all, but we're all roughly on the same page, Jeff. I mean, right. But but you got to think of the uh, of the term pay to win, right? What right. are you winning? Yeah. Right. I mean, exactly. It, it's it's the the fact is is that most MMOs or live games or whatever are not strictly a zero sum game, right? Right. Uh, you, you, it's not like because you got a pile of space bucks, someone else is all of a sudden not going to get that pile of space bucks. That's not exactly. always the case. You can take a mission from Joe Schmo down at the bar and then wander off, and then five seconds later, your buddy takes that same mission from Joe Schmo, and because it's a computer game, he sort of forgot he just gave you that mission, right? It's like, oh, right. I, yeah, I got this open mission here. Uh, I totally, uh, totally forgot. Tony just took that a second ago. But that's MMOs, right? That's just a game thing. 
So, but there are instances and situations where I think, and especially in the context of this game, where that that kind of is, it kind of makes it a zero-sum game, especially because of the way the economy is supposed to work. There's supposed to be in resource input loops, right? That's supposed to limit the production of ships and guns and spacesuits and whatever. So there's a queue. There's a line. There's there's going to be, you know, scarcity. And if someone has a pay to advantage, you know, pay for advantage situation or a pay to lessen the grind situation, those people will go to the front of the queue. And so it's a knock on effect in my mind, letting people stock up on huge amounts of this in-game currency where there is no game yet. They, they promise they're going to have the store up and running in 3.3 or whatever soon TM. But the game isn't live. They're going to have server wipes and all this other kind of stuff. But having people, having the ability for people to start stockpiling currency now will put them at the front of the queue in these scarcity-driven situations. What scarcity? I, nobody said anything about scarcity yet. Yeah, no, no. No, this has been part of the game design from the beginning. If you want a constellation, there's a constellation factory out there. And the output of that constellation factory is going to depend on people bringing steel and yeah. circuits and whatever to the factory. And most of that's going to be AI, right? But And... and RSI is going to have their finger on the dial for that because they don't want player groups to, to be into it, but you know to, to mess it up. So, but there's going to be a dial setting. You know, five constellations a week, seventy constellations a week, whatever they set the dial at. I don't know, but there's only going to be that many because it's based on the rest how the rest of the economy is going. So it's it, in that situation there will it, it's it's not like every other MMO where if I want a starship and you want a starship, we just go to the C store at Cryptic. Uh, in Star Trek Online, right. just say, boom, give me a, you know, a yeah, give me, that tier, give me that tier six. Uh, give me that, yeah. Yeah, I want a tier. It, it's not going to be like that. So that, I think, is a big is a big difference. And I've highlighted a few things in there that were some comments in there that really kind of struck me. The first one is that uh, the, one, the, the one that I really want to jump on here is there will be plenty of things that can only be earned by playing. Like what? Well, this would almost imply some sort of not necessarily literal coinage but some sort of secondary currency of some description whether that is you can only get this by having 38 piles of minerals and some metals and some electronics you know it's like oh we are setting the throwback machine to way way back because what would that be lennon um that would be would that be a time currency? It kind of would be a time currency, yeah. It would be a, it would be like a time no, currency. No, 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 You're <laughs> hey, Tony. Jeff. Hey Jeff. Tony. Hey Jeff. Do you remember? You remember when the last time I talked about a time currency in this game was? When was that? Uh, oh, around the time uh, of mini jump points. Was a hundred episodes or so ago. One hundred and fifty <laughs> episodes. One hundred. Yeah, we're like yeah, like one hundred and seventy episodes ago. Like yeah, yeah. like yeah. this is like we are setting the wayback machine way back and. Yeah, I think but, someone's. But, like, but that's just speculation. You're 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 assuming that yes, this is. It is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you shut me up. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, but that, but Jeff, no, you're you're. This is exactly my point. There's no what Lenin thinks. Lenin thinks he's saying time currency. I don't think so at all. Oh no think... no no, no. Absolutely, I take it the exact opposite. I think that he's heard... Currency time? No. No, 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 no. Stay on track, Lennon. I'm going to the tranquilizers. I'm going to be tizzy. I'm going to say tizzy here in a second. Watch out. No, so, no. it's... 
there's no announcement of time currency. I don't think there's going to be one because he's heard Lennon's brain, right? He's gotten into Lennon's brain somehow. And the idea is that I'm going to sell you. What you call it earlier, Lennon? You, you and I talked about, chatted about this a little bit. What was that? What was that thing you called it? He's going to sell you a what? I, I'm genuinely drawing a blank. Sorry. Which a we talked about a lot of stuff. Gun. Oh, he's going to sell yes. you. Sorry. He's going to sell you a big right. gun. Yeah. And with this gun, he is. You are going to like murder, ruffle stomp pirate hobos everywhere, and you will achieve that pirate murder title faster. That's no. you can only earn the pirate murderer title in the game by shooting down pirates. No. No. That's all, you know, okay. That's all no. you can do. It, it's or faction credits or faction rank or whatever. Well, it makes it a lot easier with the big gun. No, I, you don't I think so. I don't, I don't think so. I, I've listened to Chris talk, I've listened to him explain how he wants it. I, I watched uh, Reverse the Verse today, and and I mean, he eloquated long, uh, he went way long over. Uh, mm-hmm. Lando almost fell asleep uh, 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 watching this today or listening to Chris talk. Uh, he is not looking to get anyone an advantage anywhere. Uh, and, no. and, hmm? Go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. You know, this next uh, highlight. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna allow a, a, a super hot special pirate killing gun just for just for playing the game. That that's not Chris's style. Um, I think it's gonna be more like a cool bike or 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 a hot color or. Things that you can earn during gameplay. That it's not going to be some some piece of equipment that's going to give you an advantage over something. But what is gameplay? What is gameplay? Yeah. What well, is gameplay? Game gameplay is is defined by you. It's right. not defined by Chris. Game mm. game gameplay is 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 your time in the game. Right. Okay. So yeah. so if mm-hmm. so if you're if you're the casual player that comes on like once a week and only has like four out, you know, Tony, I know you're a busy lawyer and all, and you're doing all those lawyering things and mm, writing lawyering those. Lawyering all they, 100% of the time. I am or, not mining for minerals <laughs> in, or uh, data mining uh, elite dangerous yeah. throughout the day. That is not a thing I'm doing. Nope. No, well, sir. I, I'm sure nope. you're taking your underwear and reading those briefs, but, yeah. uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, <laughs> but me, on the other hand, I may spend 40 hours a week in this game. Sure. I, so and, and, and the you know gameplay what? for me is different than gameplay for you. Yeah, and, and Chris addresses this, Jeff, in the next bit of bold text I'm going to read. He right. says, I don't want to penalize either type of backer. People should not feel disadvantaged because they don't have time, nor should they feel disadvantaged if they don't have money. I appreciate the option to get a head start if I'm willing to pay a little extra. Some people are worried they'll be disadvantaged when the game starts for, quote, real compared to players that have stockpiled ships or UEC. This has been a debate on the forum since the project started, but this is not a concern for me as I know what the game will be and how we're designing it. End quote. Yeah. So Jeff, so so here's here's I'm going to translate this and I'm, I'm and once okay. again Lennon. All right, I'll listen to your translation. So earlier Lennon was on our our, our G chat and he copied and pasted basically that section that I just read uh, into the chat and then had his own Americanized translation. Uh, you know, Chris is from Britain and so there's some Britishings in there that are that still kind of come through. But he translated into straight American English. And I, and I'd oh, like good. to read I that for everybody. I can't wait to hear it. I'd like to, to read that this. for everybody here. It's, it's, right. <clears throat> People, uh, they've been telling me, uh, they've been saying to me, well, what about the economy? Uh, and I say, yeah, it's okay. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, I know about all, I know all about the economy. Uh, a very good team, uh, who people who know economies. Uh, so, uh, and I know uh, we have all all the best economies. 
Uh, so it, uh, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. Yeah. I'd buy it from you. I'd buy a car from you. <laughs> you. Would you? <laughs> no. No. That's why I'm not no. buying this. The, the yeah. whole point, my, my whole point, my whole point is that doing this, there, any game, whether it's Elite Dangerous or Star Trek Online or Star Citizen or Descent Underground or any one of these games is a bunch of mini games put together. And each of those mini games is going to require a combination of equipment and time and skill. And you can buy awesome equipment for cash in Star Citizen. You can shorten the time you need to do things by having that awesome equipment in Star Citizen. But skill is the only thing that is going to be independent of of either of those things, right? You either well, suck certainly. at this or you don't. Yeah, yeah you either yeah. suck at this or you don't. Or, but if you, or you've got a bad internet connection or a crappy computer and yeah. you're, uh, you know. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's equipment you have to buy from somebody else, but that translates right. back into money. So the people with more money are going to have an easier time in the individual game loops. I totally get it. There's no winning the game. We get that. That's that's every MMO. We get it. There's no king of the castle. Uh, Jeff, you may have noticed the part where he's quoting about Highlander. There, there, there is. There can be only one. That's not a thing. Right. We know that though. But every one of those mini game loops will be easier. If you buy stuff from their cash stop uh, cash store, and so you'll it's not a, it's not a big win; it's a series of little wins. I'll tell you what I What's will it? I will talk to my demigod brethren. Mm-hmm. We'll get we'll get uh, we'll get um, what's that guy's name? Trump kicked out of the White House okay. and in charge. And have, in the charge have the best economies. Have the best economies. In charge of uh, CIG, mm-hmm. and we'll make we'll make Star <laughs> Citizen great again. How's that? Well, that 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 brings us, that, that brings yes yes <laughs> that, that bringing the old jokes that we've had together with the new jokes again make yeah. and Seath great again uh, yeah I think that that's gonna be that's that's fantastic that's good well I'll, I'll get off the UEC thing uh, now just before we I, do though if it, can oh, I can oh, I get ahead. on the UEC yeah. thing if that's okay well, so, sure absolutely please I'll by all means. Yeah, so um, this is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to regret that. Uh, this is something that I was thinking of earlier when we were chatting, and um, I'm glad that other people out there have also thought the same because Amontillado on Twitch has also brought this up. So what I wanted to address is um, the cons- slight concern that I've got there with the way that he's talking about this is that, yes, he's saying that he doesn't want to disadvantage people who have time and not money, and that's fine, and he doesn't want to disadvantage people who have money and not time. And that's also fine. But what he doesn't seem to address is, what if you have both time and money? And money. Right. Mm. How much of Ah. of the apex can you hit there? Like, that will then, if you want to do it for complete balance sake, will completely outstrip those who have neither time nor money. You know, if you can only invest an hour or so in the game. Well, I, I I will win the big mega millions, and I will let you know that when I have time and money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're yes. you're an immortal. You can just rewrite time to fit your own purposes. <laughs> okay. Right, time has yeah. no meaning for him. Yes. That's, that's right. right. Well, it's it's I'm yeah yeah it, because it, as 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 Lennon as you as you may know and Jeff if you read the letter he, Chris has addressed this too. Quote: Putting aside the puzzle of why some people ha- don't have a problem with stockpiling ships or items, but a player having more than 150,000 UEC is game-breaking, unquote. It's a puzzle, Lennon, and he's just not going to address it. It's it's just, it's a conundrum. It's a mystery. Maybe we can make a game show. Wrapped in an enigma, I, I smothered in secrets. Wow. 
Wow. If, if the uni- if if his universe is, is going to be as big and as large scope as he says it's going to be, a lot of these things are not going to be impactful. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I hope to bring I hope to bring guard frequencies and the corporation up to uh, you know in mega corp standards, but really the whole thing is is I. I you know, I thought he addressed it pretty well. And I, I think he's addressed it better than a lot of, of uh, other games have addressed the economy or the lack of speaking about the economy. And we'll, you know, we'll take the WoW. We'll take WoW at the beginning and we'll take uh, uh, Secret, or, uh, Secret World or, or any of those other, you know, any of those other MMO games that have really... A pay-to-win situation. I mean, uh, even Stowe has, like you said, Tony. We we can go into the store and buy a tier six ship, but that doesn't make me Uber. It doesn't. And, you know, no. I may have some. I I may have something that somebody yeah. else doesn't have. Right. But that doesn't make me. That doesn't make me the Uber. You know. And the difference. The difference is Star Trek Online has a dizzying array of time currencies. I mean. Oh yeah. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like uh, like comical. Huge. Yeah, a comical it, it number comical. of time currencies. I mean, every reputation mark, every dilithium crystal, right. every uh, yeah. uh, advanced token that you do, you can only get advanced tokens from doing this particular mission. I mean, all of those things are all time currencies, and there is just it's 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 amazing. It's it's record shattering, but that keeps it from being. I mean, I think that that well insulates them from being a pay to win scenario. Even though I can go to the cash shop and I could literally blow thousands of dollars on the ships that they have in the cash shop. Oh, yeah. The the, the answer is time currency. Lennon right. has it right. Lennon, I mean, that's, and and we've been talking about it for literally years because we've yes. been waiting for four years for this game years. to come out. Yeah. So, right. um, so but, that, yeah. that fixes it. The, the point I was trying to make is that at least he is addressing this where other other publishers or game manufacturers do not address the economy at all. It, it's and true. They just, he, let it, they just let it go. He addressed it a lot. I'm not going to say he addressed it well, but he sure did address it a lot. And I guess quantity has a quality all its own. All right. On to the next, your next little on to my next so bit. That wasn't on the my only next bit. thing in the letters. No, no, that was no. One of There's three. More. Check. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, moving that, moving on. The next one is I'm going to go. I'm going to go in reverse order. So, uh, the next one we have is the, I guess the video content. Let's talk about the video content. They're hiring more video people they're not hiring i mean maybe they're trying to hire more development people too but they are hiring more video people and the video people are going to be concentrating on making super snazzy things to recruit new players they're not going to be they're going to cut back they're going to dial back on the in-depth features of here's where we're at in the game here's the next system we're working on here's our work in progress on this or that here's a behind the scenes look at component x dialing that back and instead they're going to concentrate their efforts on recruiting bringing in new players and uh, yeah so that's I, that's not what I got when I read oh that. how did you how did you read it I read that uh, that he's trying to tailor the the content for those that consume it so for the for the hardcore backers that that have to know everything that's going on there will be content for those people to watch eventually for those that want to get the weekly roundup, there will be content for those people to watch. Never. And then the third bit of content is for the new players. All their efforts. 
and it's all it's going to be geared towards attracting new players which is just a teensy bit uh, premature uh, okay let me reread this because i didn't see that that's where the focus was going to be i think you're creating something well, there no, that allow does... me allow me to quote the final part of the new community video plan is to create video content aimed at new or potential backers that want an easily digestible into the universe of Star Citizen, as well as giving existing backers a show to share with their friends to give them a taste of what Star Citizen is about. Yes, but that doesn't say that's the focus. You're picking one, you're picking one part of the plan and saying this is this they're hiring new video people to do only this. And that's not that's not the case. Except in Two paragraphs before, he says, we have decided to hold a few things back and have some features and content to surprise you at CitizenCon and future well, releases. That's a different, and, that's a different, and, different topic. And, different no, topic. it's the same topic because they're not going to, no. this is stuff that they are not going to show you on ATV week to week anymore because they're going to hold it back for CitizenCon and future releases. This is a new trend. And in the paragraph before that, it says our plan is to do fewer featurettes. We will only do a deep dive of the feature edition once it's been completed. Right. What's wrong with that? The whole point of these shows was to be a weekly update. And this is the part, and this is, we're going to get into the, the last bit here, and this is a good okay. segue. All right. We'll give Lennon a chance to jump in too, but this is, uh, I'll be done after this part. So the okay. whole point of these little shows was to be a regular update, to give regular feedback and get regular feedback and to make it a channel of communication to see where things are and where they are going. They are making a conscious decision to cut that back. Well, I think that's I, less I regularly, think just, fewer and far between, and they're going to save and hold things back for Citizen Con and for whatever other marketing opportunities they have. And they're going to substitute in and actually beef up their production capabilities to make recruiting videos for new customers, which is premature because there's no game yet. Okay, I'm done. All right, Glennon. I, I got to find something in this letter that I, I read. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, sort of picking up there, I I think that the I absolutely agree on the they're hiring people to create new content for new backers. That is a, a given because it is right there, black and white. The one thing that I am sort of wondering around with this though is if you're creating new video content for that is this then just like a one-time thing? Is it just that there's going to be a set of videos that are like, oh, you want to get into Star Citizen, watch these like. 10 intro videos on YouTube and like that content will almost never change. I say almost because they do update yeah. a lot of stuff throughout the game but you, you get what I'm saying right? Just a standard like let's create three promo videos and anytime somebody says hey what's Star Citizen just fire off one of those. You know you've got that. Um, the dialing down of the existing stuff that is as somebody who I've not been on this show for a while so I've not like oh, expressed these opinions to you but yeah yeah about 100 yeah. episodes but I have been keeping up with the game and I have been enjoying you know all the various bits of video content that they do produce along with still things like the monthly studio reports that do give you a bit more info I can remember one of the things that we lamented about way back in the day was how a lot of these reports they were getting more and more generic as it was anyway and this just seems like a further watering down of the content that we were supposed to be getting for open development and I know that Chris does talk in the letter about that fine line that you have to straddle between having open development and um, you know uh, otherwise being concerned with giving like too much info and possibly overwhelming and therefore mm -hmm. leading to underwhelming releases when things actually end up 
hitting the shelves. But I don't think that the answer to that is to remove stuff you're already doing. I don't think that the way to balance it is to take these deep dive features and just not do them because there are. Okay, can I can I cut in here yeah. and just uh, offer an uh, offer a very popular show that has done the very same thing? Guard Frequency. Hmm? Guard Frequency did the very same thing. We started out with a specific format, and that format changed based on the content that we were releasing or not releasing, and it, yet it changed again. So I, you know, we we took some of the bits and we threw them away, or we put them on the back burner. And yes, every once in a while we we raise them up and display and put them forth. But we did the very same thing with our content. I will concede to you, Jeff, that that is, that that is a, a fair analogy to a certain extent. I think the difference and the distinguishing factor is that though that the regular content update and the sort of, you know, here we, here's a peek behind the scenes thing is a fundamental feature of this project. Well, I will read, I want to read this paragraph then that. that All right. Okay. It, it's a difficult type rope to walk. We, if we hold too much it back, we're accused of being not open enough show everything and people shrug their shoulders when we demo new content um, at a live event yeah. or are underwhelmed by a new release because they've already seen it on ATV. Yeah. Because of this, we've decided to hold a few things back to have some features and content to surprise you at yeah. CitizenCon and on future mm. releases. Yeah, let me see here. It's almost as if it's almost as if that the hype was a necessary component of all this. It's almost as if providing information wasn't really the actual goal here, but it's to wind people up. And if they can't wind people up significantly enough, then they haven't accomplished their job uh, with the making of I see, their, their, I see yeah. what you're saying. So you yeah. want you're the type that wants to know everything rather than the short the short version. I, I in a live game Again, let's go back to our, our common thing here, Star right. Trek Online. But it's not a live game. I know. Trust me, I know. In a live game, I don't I want the surprise. I want the story to be kept under wraps. I don't I don't really want to know who they've hired to do be the voice talent because I'm interested to see who's gonna see pop who, up in the mission. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But that's yeah. a live game. That's that's something that it's running. Okay. I can enjoy it or not enjoy okay. it as I do. I, get, I, I can concede that point because, yeah, we're, we're in development and we want to know how the development process is going. Though, again, I don't... There's a lot of this stuff in ATV and stuff that when they show all the, you know, all that graphic coding and they're zooming in and out of gray box and white box, I just skip through it. You know, yeah. I just skip through it. You know, you gotta, you gotta pick and choose your content. It's a pickle. Okay, well, because it's a good segue right there, because the next bit and the final bit, and the one that has me rolling my eyes pretty much all the way to the back of my head, is they're changing their schedule ah, based on their marketing. Yeah. And he says that's not the case. He says it. He, he says, no, 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 bull, that's, that's not That's bull. That's yeah. bull. That's total bull. That, because, that one I call bull on. Yeah. This one I'm going to have to I'm going to follow. Let the horse have his head. Okay. Because it's only 10 days, right? End of September to October 10th. Right? I mean, come on, Tony. It's 10 days. Seriously. Except here's the thing. Is that they are <laughs> trying. <laughs> I told you we'd be bringing back all the good ones. And nobody's called me an ignorant slut yet. I'm really disappointed in you two. But uh, I'll, I'll give you a second. I'll give you the chance here in a second. But but it's here's the thing. Chris said in in the reverse the verse that they have they front load is the wrong word, but they 
packed 3.3 full of the biggest and baddest ass stuff because it was going to be something that they were going to show off at CitizenCon. And here's a little something I pulled from 51 minutes in, 51 minutes and 30 seconds, about object container streaming. Every complete, completely every single piece of code has to operate in a batch safe and thread safe manner, which is different than how the engine was built previously. This is more massive than the conversion to 64-bit precision. And we all know how smoothly that went. So this thing that they're gearing up to show off at CitizenCon that they hope and pray works is a bigger project than the 64-bit conversion that took months and was like way over time. So this is what they're saying is coming for the October CitizenCon thing. And they're holding this stuff back and they're and, 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 and keeping things under wraps so that they can hit this big hype moment. They're redoing IFCS. The flight control system is being completely refactored because Chris doesn't like the way it feels. We're four years overdue for the game, and they're redoing the flight model now. And th this, the, this is the, the one of the final little, little thing on the UEC bit. They weren't making much money off it, he says. I know, because it was capped. That's why you weren't making much money off it. Now you've uncapped it. Now you can make money off of it. So the whole letter to me, and then you watch reverse the verse, is a justification for things that they were already going to do anyway. And it's very disingenuous from the word go. I don't, and my, my opinion and my feelings are well known. I don't have a lot of confidence in the management team. This does not build it up anymore. There's a lot of own goals in here. And it just really got me in a tizzy. I'll go ahead and stop now. Tony, you ignorant slut. Yes! <laughs> yes! Okay. <laughs> I, not really. I, I said it just to say it so I would get into the, into the Gotta be real or whatever. Um, but uh, I, I read this and I thought, well, Chris, that's a little disingenuous of you because to hold out and to change the schedule just for the fact that you can reach some sort of display to, to boost your ego was a little bit much for me. You're right. We've been waiting for this game for four years, and I continue to support it and vo both vocally and to my friends and on this podcast. And But the fact is, is that this is nothing more than just grandstanding in my mind. This this little bit of the letter had me had me uh, raise my hackles just a little bit. Would these be concerns? Is that is that another word that we can use now? Is What's that? bringing everything back? That these What's are concerns? That? Concerns, concerns, uh, concerns with the brackets around yeah. it. Yeah, no, even yeah. even even Chris Roberts was saying that in, in his thing. Oh, we're gonna have a bunch of threat or forum threads with concerns. You know, you <laughs> of see, course, I mean, he, of course, he knows it's coming. He knows it's coming. But I mean, and the wording in there too. Again, I highlighted some stuff. Uh, plant the planning of Citizen Con. We need to make sure that it works with our quarterly release schedule. And then they change the release schedule to work for CitizenCon. It's con. Exactly. Yeah, that's backwards. Uh, we're doubling down on the big convention approach. We're not going to regular releases that fit our development schedule. Oh, no, 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 no. We want a big hyped-up event in the fall. We're doubling unless, down on that. Unless he, feel, unless he feels like they're soon going to be releasing, because the only, the oh. only, the only thing I can think of for changing the, the schedule at this time and concentrating on the cons and on the on the on the on the video content for new backers and stuff was that they are getting they are getting they're two years away or a year away. Wow, you got all optimistic on me here, Jeff. Two years away, twenty twenty. Yeah. Really, you think that that's yeah. soon? That's soon. Yeah. So with this, um, 
just to play devil's avocado for a second which is totally different mm. than the sort of ptu style avocados um right different avocado yeah totally different avocado do you, do you even have native av- avocados there no, they wander the streets and everything they're totally oh, wow. <laughs> um the just because they're like showing 3.3 or releasing 3.3 rather with citizen con doesn't necessarily exclude the fact that 3.4 is not going to be teased or demoed or whatever i will say it's unlikely but True. it's not ex- they're not exclusive um the timing of this though with the hype build is the bit that has me concerned um because the October November period you do see a lot of video games releasing they try to ride that sort of everybody's uh, now indoors nobody can actually go out and enjoy their time let's release all the video games because Christmas is around the, the corner Christmas is around the corner it is the perfect time it's that whole winterinemus period and coinciding <laughs> that with the removal of the UEC cap and the fact they want to hype up the event just to me just screams we want all your monies like that's the the timing of it and yeah. the, the need to have the hype event around there if they um i'm not i'm not even worried about the 10 day slip and previously i would have said you know it's 10 days plus three months by chris roberts estimates right but yeah. that has in all, you know all another respect classic. to the guy another classic exactly all respect to the guy that has gotten a lot tighter and the quarterly releases have at least been flowing with regularity I know, I know, I know. Just Go devil's avocado. No, you cannot. Uh, devil's avocado. Uh, okay. All okay. right. Okay. So, yeah, uh, that's true. I, but at the same time, if it is going to be the 3.3 release in October, and that has slipped by 10 days because they're finishing 3.3 and they uh, were playing on uh, Tony Avocado's side, not releasing, you know, th- not teasing 3.4 there, what impact does that then have with everything else? continuing to yeah, slip it comes well. after yeah that, well uh, and this uh, in fact from last week's uh, announcement of the SC, scc filing or the british version of yeah. the S, mm-hmm. you know the company's the, house right the share the, yeah. the shares to an unknown oh that entity. wasn't an announcement that was me digging shit up well yeah, <laughs> yeah that wasn't but announced still, <laughs> i mean that that and that just tells me that they're they they think they may be going to market here in the next couple of years I, that could be, it, it, but it, or they could have gotten investor money, which is going to help them. I, who I don't know. We don't know what's actually going on with that. But the timing is is. Mm, I, I don't like. I don't. I don't like how some things were addressed, especially with it's a puzzle. Oh my god, we're just not going to address that. I, the letter once again, another shot in the foot, another own goal, and I. I, I we didn't need this. You, you don't need this. There's too much here that, from the top guy to unpack. And too much that's just, quite frankly, wrong and contradictory. Self-contradictory. He contradicts himself in the letter a bunch of times. So it's, it's, it, it, and then he goes on to reverse the verse and contradicts himself again. So it, it, another, it's another set of things that didn't have to happen this way. And that's the part that really just bugs me all the, all, all the hell. And I'm very, very sad that Brian wasn't here to tell me how I was wrong and stupid about the whole thing. This, this was great having the whole team ride together again, <laughs> but I really feel like Brian would have just smacked me around about the head and shoulders a little bit. Uh, and and he would have brought out ignorant slut right away. I mean, there would have been no hesitation there. He would have just would have jumped on that. But uh, I'm sure, I'm I, sure. I, f- I failed to to uphold Star Citizen in the manner in which it should be. Upheld. No, 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 Jeff. No, you're, you have your own thing, right? We don't want to, we don't want to do anything other than your own thing. It's it's me versus Brian on the Star Citizen deal. That's Brian's thing. That's my thing. With you've got your thing, and you did it perfectly. You 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 disagreed with me on two things, and on one thing you said. 
Yeah, you're right. So I mean, that's your thing, man. So you, yeah. out of the blue, you come in and agree with me. That's like what? Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that that's 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 your thing. So Jeff Amontillado says you did great, Jeff. You did great. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yeah, yes. It's we 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 expect we expected greatness from you, Jeff, and you always deliver. So thank, thanks for being here. Um, yeah, so basically, I think now what I need to say at this point is. And now that we're all caught up on Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Riri Nexus McAllister was shot and wounded shortly after she took the stand in her own defense. For the latest news, we go to Brill Haxon in the Aeos system. Thanks, Spencer. The trial of former Rear Admiral McAllister has been suspended pending her recovery from a single laser wound. Shortly after taking the stand here at the Alliance Chamber of Justice on Turner's World, a spectator in the gallery opened fire with a gun specifically designed to evade security scans. Adding to the already crushing political burden of the trial, Deputy Inspector Mara Klatt of Alliance Interpol identified the shooter as Polly Cartesis, daughter of the late Imperial Senator Nesta Cartesis. The senator was among the first of the League of Reparations public executions, and officials are calling the shooting a clear attempt at vengeance. The younger Cartesis had apparently planned this attempted assassination carefully. In addition to the specialised weapon, she was also carrying false identification and has been out of public sight for nearly two weeks. Reports confirm that Polly was arrested quietly at the scene and almost immediately extradited to the Empire in the custody of Captain Neve Soitonia of the Imperial Internal Security Service. While official statements from the IISS show that Cartesis had been charged with attempted murder, many commentators are questioning why the Empire is handling the prosecution. The crime occurred in an Alliance courtroom, she was arrested in Alliance territory by Alliance law enforcement, and the witnesses and victim are all on Turner's world. Is Cartesius's extradition a political stunt to shelter a privileged imperial scion? Was the assassination attempt a prearranged but so far unsuccessful attempt to silence McAllister? From Turner's World in the Alioth system for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Brill Hexen. Thanks, Brill. The Federal Intelligence Agency has launched an investigation into the Far God cult. Several members of the sect have been arrested for interrogation. Senior Agent Micah Whitefield told GPR, quote, it is vital that we confirm that they are not in contact with Thargoid forces, or being influenced by them. The FIA is working with local security agencies across many systems to ascertain the truth. End quote. Videos of federal troops forcibly entering the hive chapels and dragging worshippers into armored vehicles are making their way around the hypernets. Some video feeds show citizens trying to shield the worshippers, while, as usual, there is no sign of resistance from the Far God adherents. Yet another video focuses on rival groups cheering on the soldiers. Juanita Bishop, who runs one of these groups supporting the investigation of Far God sect, told GPR, quote, We know these foul cultists are Thorgoid spies. Now we're going to be proven correct. They should have been rounded up and executed weeks ago, end quote. Imperial and Alliance authorities have so far refused to comment on this development. And finally, midway through a 50-system promotional tour, 
Celebrated historical romance author Olav Redcourt has quit abruptly, angering fans and his publisher. The author has reportedly been quite upset with the latest publishing trends which have restricted his creative freedom. Mr. Redcourt, when asked for comment, said, quote, I am sick of churning out historical romance garbage, especially now that the readers can change the damn story to suit themselves. I'm going to write the book I've always wanted to write a science fiction saga set in the future, end quote. Bone Spire Publishing, who has profited handsomely from Red Court's work, released a statement which reads, quote, Unfortunately, this incident constitutes a breach of contract, as Mr. Red Court has only produced 14 Corsair King novels, rather than the 25 we agreed, end quote. Experts in the publishing industry are split as to whether any author, even one of Redcourt's popularity, could revive a sector of literature as dead as science fiction. One publisher who wished to remain anonymous given the high profile of the case told GPR, quote, That genre has been dead for a thousand years, literally. Most of the surviving historical examples got everything so totally wrong about the future. It's embarrassing to look back and see humanity was so ignorant about the universe. End quote. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. Tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. We could paint totally a truck on the side of the all right, so we're all parked for a second, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're and you're and you're relatively safe. But uh, the two plans that we have, sort of under consideration, are park the SRVs here and try to make the hundred meters on foot somehow, uh, or drive the SRVs smarter. into the garage to try to drive sneak up. Do you think they'll see us if we sneak up on foot? I mean, could we really sneak up if we're behind rocks? I don't know how clear it is on the way up there. It's it's a pretty open field, the garage, and there are windows all around the building. Is the garage a flat roof? Yes. Here's land on top of the garage. <laughs> and shoot out the side of the building. Exactly. And then and then we can go in that way. And, they, and if they come out, they don't see the trucks immediately because they're on top of the garage. <laughs> well, for me, if I was going to try to attack this place, I would think we need to, because there's no way to approach slowly. And we're not going to have any surprise on our side if we don't just charge the gates and get in there using uh, that uh, security uh, card. They're uh, not going to be expecting us to pop their door. And then we'll have to like flash grenade got, into the room or something. I, I feel I feel like the DM DM might want to help you out here just a little bit. Remember that there's the building where it appears people live, right? And that's where the main big door airlock is on the front. And there's windows all around it. Then there's this garage which is open to space, and you don't see anybody in that garage, and the lights are all off, and there's nothing there. So there is a side of the building where no one's watching. All right. But may, they might hear us if we approach in SRVs. Is that a thing? You're in the vacuum. You're in the vacuum. Great. Space. Let's drive up to that garage. Thanks, DM. Cool. <laughs> you, you're well. You're welcome. Guys, you're welcome. the Lord is speaking to me right now, and He told me that we should approach the garage. Sounds legit. I think Red's uh, plan is sound. 
<laughs> so while we're stopped so here, I'm going to pop the out. scotch out of your space suit. Let's go. I want to pop out and run over to uh, Red's SRV and write baby on board over top of the <laughs> compartment that Kinshetta is hiding in. I don't know what I'm writing it in. Maybe I'm scratching it with a rock I find. Doesn't matter. But I want to write that because it'd be fun. We'll, 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 we'll say that during this conversation, you, you got out to ostensibly check on some damage to your thing, and you have scratched baby on board into the paint of the SRV cargo pod with a rock, a handy and rock that you I am found. just sitting in my cockpit giggling at this. Yeah, you hear something you hear something outside, but you're not entirely sure what it is and, and Shiv can't or Red Barnes can't see you because it's behind him, right? You, you, you can't, Guys, you can't is, see. are there like space rats here? No, you're fine. <laughs> totally fine. Nothing's happening at all. Okay. Well what's what's this bag of stuff I found? It's dark in here. <laughs> it's peanut butter. <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, so, so uh, with with this uh, uh, red red's plan in hand, you sort of make your way uh, quietly, still under the cover of, of, of rocks and whatnot. You 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 sneak around the building to the right side. You approach from that sort of blind side of the building uh, and successfully park your SRVs in the abandoned garage slots. Woo! Finally, get out and I see the message. <laughs> I'm less entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I am very entertained. And, and, and does that make me a baby driver? Hey, uh, hey, hey, Kinshaw, roll an insight check. I have a nat ten. <laughs> through a complex, through a complex process of elimination, you you are you are fully aware that it was Ale that did it, uh, because he because you you know that uh, he was the only one that had the opportunity to do it. Uh, so you uh, you you now have you know take take a take a plus one animosity. Uh, towards, <laughs> towards, towards ale. All right. I'm just making that up. I'm just making that up. I don't know what that means. I'm looking for yeah. animosity on this sheet, but I'm just tired, so it's all good. All right. Okay. So uh, you you successfully got uh, up to the garage, and so you uh, are now parked in the garage. What do you want to do? Now you get it. Oh, so you, everybody gets out of the SRV. Ken Shadow says he's out of the prisoner pod, assuming that that Red Barnes let him out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are there any uh, sort of Security cameras in here? Um, not that you can uh, go. Well, actually, roll, roll perception. You know, you heard you heard me say not that you can see, but roll perception on there. It's under espionage. Yeah, but I get that one. You you're not one. Yeah, He's not so even sure if it's daylight. <laughs> I don't. Do, do do any of you have any karma points left by the time that we're that we're? I have I some. I've got three. You've got, got three left. Got okay. Nine. Okay. So 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 red didn't see any any video cameras. Or any sort of like you know obvious security features. I, I would like to look his, around as well for anything. And I rolled a nat ten. Nat ten for Ken Shadow. Ken Shadow uh, <laughs> sees Red Barnes looking at all the wrong places for security uh, features and goes and he looks and he just uh, he can't see any nothing meets his uh, his gaze. And again, the the, the garage is kind of dark. It's kind of it's it's unpowered, and uh, you're you're sort of standing next to your SRVs that you backed in so that you can. So you kind of match the trucks. You back to your SRV, so you match the trucks, and so you can pull out right away. Is there anything in else in this garage? Like, is there like a, a tool cabinets and things like that? I assume. So, uh, if you want to, you guys want to look around at the back of the yeah. garage. Yeah. You're, you're kind of at the front. All right. So you make your way deeper into the into the garage. It's dark, so you'll have to turn on lights, which will make you a target if you want to see stuff. But otherwise, you're going to risk tripping over though. things. So somebody would have to be standing in front of the garage to see our lights, right? Exactly. And they'd have watched us approach. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
So all right, so, you got, so you're going lights on? Yeah. All right, so yeah, everybody flips on helmet, lights. Uh, everybody go ahead and, and roll perception just individually one more time because we got your lights on now. Five, eight, seven, six. All right, so you're all, you're all, you can kind of see what's going on in the back here. So what you basically got is a, a loading dock in the back ten. of the thing that's stretched. Good. What's that? What's Sorry, that? Sorry, I got Red? ten. Okay, t- yeah. You all, you all, you all make the, the, the roll fine. Oh, natural ten. Justin sees many things that, on this one. Okay, so what you all see is a loading dock at the back that stretches the entire length of the garage. Basically, there's lots of uh, cargo pods. You see lots of crates. They're all stacked up um, uh, high. There's several hundred of them uh, back there. And uh, uh, three cranes uh, that are basically designed to move those crates into the back of the trucks. Uh, The rest of the trucks are empty, uh, waiting for uh, presumably these crates. And every single truck, right, sort of at the back of the at the truck, not in the truck and not in the pile, is an open crate that's filled with computer chips that has a hole about a foot cubed in the middle. Surprise! I suddenly find myself regretting that I did not ask Clev for some remote detonation bombs. He probably would not have given them to you. He wouldn't even give you guys grenades. He wouldn't even give you guys grenades. He didn't give you, like... <sighs> Kind of blow Spindy stuff up all the Nuclear bombs, grenades, and now she wants C4 satchel charges. Seriously. Seriously, people. I don't think it's all too right. much I was to ask. Say the nukes uh, would have solved all the I just problems. wanted metal rods we could launch from space. <laughs> <laughs> tungsten, yeah. Tungsten orbital, uh, yeah. Kinetic it's a weapon. spear. Yeah, just a big wooden spear. Just throw uh, it from orbit. All right. So, so uh, you guys... Big wooden uh, metal spear. Uh, and, and stretched along, and uh, basically that... Uh, that that this like cargo loading dock kind of thing stretches along the entire back wall uh, of the garage as far as you can see. So we don't. You can't see the front. You can see the. Uh, let me put it this way. You can see the back of the front. Uh, you can see the back of the wall that is the building, but you can't see the front of the wall that is is common with the building because the trucks are in the way. If you want to walk around the trucks, that'll be something you guys can do together. Well, yeah, let's do that. We should do that. Is there like a service bench or anything like that for these trucks? Uh, not that you can see here. All right. I say we just go for the door, guys. Yep. All right. So you're going to walk around uh, to the wall uh, that, that is common between the garage and the uh, and the uh, building. Yeah. yeah you confirm there's a door Pink. there already or no? Not yet. Pink Panther style. Yeah. No. All right. But fortunately for you, you guys find a door at the front. Of, that is at the front of the garage. Uh and that's it. actually what I'm going to do now. Now that we're going to move to the map, give me one second, and I'm going to uh, lock the Twitch stream camera on my on my camera so that you guys just have a look at the map the whole time. So hang on one second. So you have located a door, and next to that door is a security pad. And on that security pad, in addition to some pretty standard numerical keys, is a card slot. Well, I show that slot who's boss. <laughs> You do show that slot who's boss, and you pop that in, the panel lights up. Ow! You're a slot machine! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. And it looks like now it, uh, and the the keypad lights up too, and uh, four X's appear on the display of the the machine. The door does not open, and it says four X's? There's, yeah, there's four X's on the the pin code. Uh, is uh, I want. I want. Uh, I want. I punch one, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, it beeps at you. Okay. Uh, but now, but I want. Um, I want everybody to roll streetwise. Oh. Streetwise. I'm good Every, at streetwise. Everybody roll streetwise check. Eleven. 
I was crap. I get a four. Uh, and I got a ten. I got an eleven. Okay, so we got two. Uh, Ken Shadow's like, man, numbers are hard. <laughs> uh, every everybody else, everybody else takes a look at the keypad and likes and likes the cut of Red Barnes's jib, because as soon as he goes one, two, three, four, all three of you look at the zero key, and the zero key has no more ink on the zero, like it's worn off. Hmm. Like all the all the other numbers look look you know like in pretty good repair, but the zero, there's no paint on the zero anymore. Somebody set their admin password as admin. So I'll red, bet red barns zeros instead of admin because <laughs> it's so a number it's pad. <laughs> it's the kind of coded so, combo an idiot would use on his luggage. <laughs> <laughs> so so red barns walks up and goes, "Oh wait a minute!" And he goes, "Huh? Look at that!" And then hits the zero key four times. The door opens up, and uh, the airlock looks big enough for probably two of you to go in at a time and cycle through. Okay. If we stack, if we stand on each other. <laughs> Really no, stacking stacking guard frequency members is not a thing in this game. No, you don't, you don't stack. Transform into a minotaur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. A somebody, tiny somebody, minotaur. Somebody's been listening to Heroes minotaur. Rise. Someone's it's a centaur, but someone's been listening to Heroes oh, Rise. Yes, right, okay. Centaur. Cent, yeah, uh, but okay. So yeah. All right, I pull out my big shiny gun, and uh, I guess I'll step in. Um, okay, and who's me. going, Ken Shadow? All right, so Ken Shadow and Adira step into the airlock. I already have my it laser cycles. pistol out too. Okay. Uh, it's like no funny through. business. And you guys are basically that red is basically the lock itself. So once you and uh, once the airlock cycles, you can easily step out uh, into the uh, area. And so I'm going to see Ken Shadow. You were black helmeted fellow, mm-hmm. and Adira, you are the gray helmeted fell fell uh fell fell e. What do you say do for that. girls? I don't know. <laughs> do that. There you are. So, uh, so you guys are out there. Oh, and you have a laser pistol. Yes. Is that right, here? Right, let me find you a, an appropriate weapon for such a thing. And a stapler. Don't forget my stapler. Uh, I I don't have a Lego stapler, unfortunately. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's definitely an oversight from the people who make Legos. I agree. Um, all right. I'd like to say over the comms, tell the guys don't forget the security card when it comes through. Yeah, there were two. Uh, uh, Red took one off of. One guy. Okay, so I still the, uh, have from, the one that I use then. You got the one you use, okay. and Red's got one from the guy that uh, you guys took off from the uh, the first truck. All right. Uh, okay, so then uh, uh, I presume Red and uh, Ale repeat the process? Yep. Yeah. All right. So you're in this little room, and now uh, the, the door the door to the hallway that you can see there uh, to the, we're going to call it the north, is closed. Um, and there you are in the room. What do you want to do next? Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just be friendly! Some say he forgot to wear a hat in the sun, and now the top of his head smells like ginger. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. Did he write this joke again? I don't again? get that at all. Yeah, I was going to say, where's Henry for an explanation when you need one? Yeah. yeah, no kidding. I would like to give a paragraph of explanation, but I don't get this at all. But yeah, we'll have to wait till next week. Shiv will explain it to us, and we'll all feel dumber for not having gotten it. Okay. That, that'll just be how it goes. So, we have a recap of last week's community question. What kind of DLC would you like to see or hate to see for Elite? Anything to say about Star Citizen or No More Sky? <laughs> And Silent Hunter UK kicks things off saying, While I have yet to listen to the latest show, I do have something to say about Star Citizen. It looks great, it has a lot of wonderful ideas, 
but it very much fails in the execution stage at the moment. From when I click on launch to when I actually take off can be as long as 15 minutes. The game is often very slow to respond to instructions, the joystick controls are tricky, and it can still crash without warning. It's a long way from a finished product, that's for sure. Wereschel writes in and says, I love that Elite has stayed profitable just by selling the game in ship kits, skins, and nameplates. Their single purchasable season is a great value. I've heard they're moving away from seasons, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on why. One change I wish they'd make is to sell paint packs that apply to any ship you own. People like to stick with a color scheme, and their current DLC offerings make that difficult. Best community feedback segment ever. It's been too long since we heard from Sean. Thanks. Oh, Wereschel, just you wait. <laughs> just you wait, Wereschel. Ken from Chicago writes in and says, I hate for hashtag elite dangerous to put PVE missions behind a paywall, a.k.a. DLC, you had to pay for. Ships, costumes, gear is one thing, but not content. Hashtag Tony was right. Hashtag Tony is right. Hashtag Tony may very well be right again soon. Uh, equals hashtag music to my ears hash equals hashtag Shakespeare to point zero. Sorry, Ken Shadow. Finally, hashtag Jeff is right. Ha the hashtag Star Citizen roadmap leak is nothing. The roadmap shows their plan destination and their progress towards the same, but those can and do change all the time. And as far as how they responded to the leak, yeah, hashtag CIG isn't the best in communication, duh. And then smiley winky face. So on the leaked roadmap, um, was yeah. the was the change to the flight model on that roadmap? I don't. Yeah, I, no, I, don't I don't think, think so. it was. So just just kind of proving what Ken says about how everything can change on a leaked roadmap, we literally have an example right there. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, because that definitely would have should have been would have been a mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Mr. Lennon. Man, we've missed Thank you. Yes, we have missed you. We have been, we've missed you. And that's all the time I've got yeah. for this week, so <laughs> don't even get me. I'm going to hash, hashtag Lennon should return. Okay, you yeah. got that? You got oh, yeah. that? I'm, hashtag hey, Lennon should let return. Me, let me talk. I would love to see that happen, but let me talk for a moment about running one podcast and appearing I, on another. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a lot. That is, it doesn't seem like a lot. It's a lot. GF is his love. I mean, it is. It's where it all started from. It is this love. No, Come no, 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 on. no, 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 no. I said, I said, Jeff was my love. Oh, <laughs> oh not GF. Right, right. Jeff. It's <laughs> right. It's close. Yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you. Oh. I, I love Priority One. I, I had so much good time. I still have a good time with those guys. I'm sad I'm not in Star Trek Las Vegas, but this is my show. So, let in. I totally. You know, I I can't even make the ask. I can't even do that because. You got your own baby now. I can't, I can't yeah, it. but you did that sort of lawyer thing where you said, I can't ask, and then in doing I so, did. implied. <laughs> so, I went ahead and did it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I still know your tricks, Mr. Hunter. I still know how you get in there, how you weasel in. Uh, but I did want to, uh, Wershel did ask for something that we could go around the table on, yeah. and uh, he said, uh, I've heard they're moving away from seasons. would like to ask your thought on why. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? Maybe they want to have fewer releases during the year which would lower their, well, but have bigger releases. So larger releases, but fewer during the year. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think basically for, to me, it kind of comes down to everybody else gets their monetary inputs, 10 and $15 at a time, two or three times a year, their cash shop, you buy a $3 paint pack or a, you know, a, a $2 laser beam color. And that's, I think that they probably want to increase the amount of opportunities they give you 
to pay for their stuff and also increase the desirability because selling cosmetic stuff is great and I'm sure people do buy it but I don't I we talked about this before I can't see that being a huge part of their revenue stream I think they'd like to go away from the model where they get $60 ahead every three years where they're getting $20 ahead every year uh, I think that's probably more where they like to go with it. So it's smoothing out the revenue. Yeah, a bit. I also feel that the things that they've been doing, because um, uh, season two has dragged on quite a bit in comparison to season one, hasn't it? You know, it's it's really sort of grown. Well, they're quite technically a lot. in season three. They're technically in season three, but Horizons, right? Sorry, is Horizons. The, yeah, yeah, went yeah, on a long the, time. The first expansion, but yeah, the yeah. you've had everything from you know we started off in like a really small part of the galaxy, and you know now we're Thargoid invasions. You know, there's that whole thing of everything. Colonia, happened. Colonia. Yeah, the just so much stuff has happened that. I think by abandoning the seasons, you get much more of a living, breathing, evolving galaxy. Whereas the seasons, you're also more then nimble. like pigeonholed into content releases yeah. like chapters or yeah. you know episodes of a TV series. And I don't think that that really fits the the narrative of Elite either. Now, yeah, they could be a lot more nimble. Yeah, if they, yeah, I mean, they they could plan out features, but if they want to do, uh, if they want to respond to in-game events. Then that falls uh, the, outside the, of a season and therefore yeah, scrap the season. Yeah. just makes a lot more yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, where shall I hope that that did it for you. Moving on to general feedback. We hear from Clown Bobo. Uh, he says, Hail Hammer Returned. Sweet, delicious oversight. Hashtag Tony is right. Sweet and delicious. That's how I deliver my oversight, sir. Ask anybody. Sorry. I, yeah, I was, I was just counting. That's a haiku. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, has returned. Sweet, delicious oversight. Hashtag Tony is right. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe a clue as to Clown Bobo's identity. Maybe. I shall. I Maybe. shall. I shall. I shall be. I shall be investigating this further. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Oh, he's got his magnifying glass out. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Sean Newboy writes in to say, "Wonderful show, everyone. Can I just say that for a search and retrieval org, you guys do slash consider a whole lot of creating large holes in things as a first option." I think he's referring to the RPG, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. remember, it's Guard Frequency Origins, right? <laughs> so people have to make a transition from their prior lives as pirates and spies and yeah. ne'er do wells of and waste haulers and so on, uh, and they have to make the transition into a. Uh, a, a crack retrieval rescue intelligence thunderbirds thing, are you know, a go they, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> there's there's got there's gonna be there's bound to be a little friction during that transition period okay friction I, being I will trust, blowing up the size I will of buildings trust you to create our backstory in, a, in an appropriate <laughs> manner yeah yeah exactly exactly okay it's time for that time of the night when I announce the new Patreon but there is not a new Patreon so therefore there's no random winner. I have a question, and this is like a sub-community question. We right now kind of have just basically one tier. Uh, if you contribute, you get our patches. You know, everybody should, everybody by now should have a patch uh, from us if you've been a contributing uh, uh, patron. Would tiers be interesting to anybody? So, like, your as you contribute more, your T-shirt becomes cooler. Uh, th- so, I, I'm think we're, we're gonna. I think we're gonna do tiers because Henry has some uh, some interesting capabilities as somebody that owns uh, and operates his own printing press. So, I, I've been thinking about that. So, is, is are tiers a thing? Other podcasts and other things have tiers. What I'm thinking about is you get the big the big guard frequency shirt, uh, and then maybe if you're a, a tier, you get a patch over here. Maybe and then another tier, you get two patches. You know, like a, a, a symbols and things. If are, are tiers a thing? They're not right now for us 
they could be. So let me know if, if tears are a thing. I've, for I've you. got to ask the question though. There is like, is is that just a little bit too like anal? Like are tears anal? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If it if it make anybody feel better, I would ask. Uh, I'll ask that again in, in a Sean Sean voice. Would you like Would you like tears with that? Are there levels? Are there levels of contribution that make you feel fulfilled and wholesome? Just let me know. Let me know. Let's know about that. Uh, but from we'll leave it there and get to this week's real community question. Has Chris Roberts mastered the art of letter writing, or should he stick to thruster scripting? Otherwise, how is the show? Are we opening up a new headquarters, or are you ready to evict us from your broom closet? Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show posts, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. That'll bring us to the end of episode 223 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 224 on August 14th, 2018, so be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, and our artist, Ben Sanders, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey, and our guest star tonight, Lennon. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit ronaldjenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce Recorded on Friday, August 3rd, and made a bait. Yes! Made a bit of it. Made a bit of it. I sort of run through that myself every every week. Made a bit of it. Made a bit of it. Let's try that again. Has Chris Roberts mastered the art of letter writing, or should he stick to scripter thrusting? Wait, scripter thrusting? No, thruster scripting. I'll read that again. Scripter, scripter, scripter. There we go. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing back more things. No, I'm sorry, sorry I was gonna Mikey. say it's um I'm you know just fascinated. I haven't been part of this process for a while and like yeah, it's it's good to see you guys with the with well at least Jeff with the boxing gloves off and the trank darts out. That's you know just <laughs> something I've I've missed this. Yes. <laughs> it's it's kind of addictive. It's like we've been doing it for a couple hundred episodes now for some reason. Yeah, right. Oh no. Oh no no no, this is not a thing. This is not happening. No, no. This is not no. happening, Henry. No, no, no. No, no. Henry. Boot it, boot wow. it. No, Henry. No, Henry. This this isn't happening right here. Besides, all we can see is mostly your thumb, well, like, like yeah. the webbing of your hand, like the middle of your. This is this is not good radio. This is not good video. And you're not even talking. So this is terrible radio. And he's just a, he's just a still picture now. Bad Henry, who's in Las Vegas having a good time getting drunk without us. Bad Henry. The senator was among the first of the League of Rep- Reparations. Sorry, the senator was the first among. The senator was among the first of the League of Reparations public as. The senator was among the first of the League of Rep... The Federal Intelligence Agency has launched an investigation into the Far Gold... (laughs) It's the American copy, isn't it, Jeff? You you look at the words, they're all American. Nobody can read that. (laughs) No. Could you put a U in there somewhere? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I didn't even get to ask where the f*** is the dogfighting module.